Hey, Nancy. Yeah, Corey. So, I figure with the year having a couple months left, we should start looking back. Like with a way back machine? Or with a time machine? Or just what? looking over my shoulder? How about all of the above? I think we here at a thing should take some time this month to reflect on the decade that's been. I can't believe what? it's been a dec like this decade is over almost. Ah. Yeah, almost. <laughs> and what better way to do that than to talk about some of the best things from the last 10 years, right? Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it because it's been one hell of a ride these past 10 years. A lot's happened. I don't think we have enough time to go over everything. No, so I thought I'd save us some time. And nice I found you. a look back at the last 10 years in video games. Article is courtesy oh, okay. of CNET. They're doing the 30 best video games of the last decade. And I thought, what better way to talk about the decade than to start off with some games? Because you and I both know we're not going to agree with everything on this list. Oh, because 100%. The art of enjoying a game and what you feel is the best game is a very subjective thing. Yes, because people interpret different things in different ways based off personal experience, preference, and all that good stuff. You love RPGs. I like game. I like games like Mario Odyssey, and I'm I'm more selective with my games, where you can actually get through on like actual genres. And see, I am an RPG guy, so usually if it's an RPG, I'll play it. But there's a lot of other games I enjoy. Um, you know, I enjoy platformers. I enjoy the Metroidvania games. I do. I just prefer RPGs. That being said, I would like to hear from you, fair listeners, as well. So please feel free to tweet at us some of your favorite games of the last 10 years. You can hit us up on Twitter at PodThing. So, without further ado, Nancy, let's talk about this list at number 30. Outer Wilds 2019. So, yeah, this game just recently came out i haven't played it so i, I can't... didn't know this was a game that existed if i'm being 100 percent honest with everyone here today so i think i'd take a look at this game um but i don't i don't know if it deserves to be on this list or not i can't speak much to that So I right. think we're going to move to number 29 instead, because I think you and I both can talk a little bit more about this game, and it's at least it's on the list. Yes, I, I'm, I'm happy it made it. I I'm think not it's happy too where it's low. at. I think it's too low, right. and I'll give you an idea of where I think it should be a little bit later. We'll talk a little bit about that, but number 29 okay. is Stardew Valley, which came out in 2016. I love this game. As do I. It is one of the best ways to just unwind from a, st a stressful day of just existing. <laughs> and you just monitor your crops and you help people and you build relationships with people 
and it just makes you feel happy. Happiness should not be number 29. Um, I do think that it's a great game. Like I love Harvest Moon, so I love this game. Um, and I loved it beforehand. And in fact, I've gotten some very angry text messages because I've gotten other people hooked on this game. A uh, good friend of the show, Antonio, told me he hated me horribly because he downloaded, played, and fell in love with this game. Well, you're also the reason I downloaded this game as well. And I put a lot of time into it. I actually kind of want to go back to it because life's been stressful. So maybe I need to do some farming. And I personally just, I love the world it's created. But I love the world that Stardew Valley has created. And just the way you can interact with characters, you can have good and bad relationships with them, depending on, you know, the gifts you give them. Because, of course, the only way you make friends is by giving gifts to people. Like, here, here's the thing. Be my friend. Because, you know, no one likes you for your personality. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this, this entire experience playing Stardew Valley, you could just really kind of just take it and pick it, pick it up where you left off. It's, it's a very good non-committal game, but you'll get addicted to it. Four hours, maybe not to the same level that your mom got addicted to Farmville when that was a thing on Facebook and oh lord am I so happy it's not a thing on Facebook so I guess we should move on to number 28 on the list destiny also a game I'm surprised is where it is I'm not because there were better games that came out. Um, I personally didn't care for Destiny. Just wasn't my type of game. Um, it's not. It's not my type of game either. It's too grindy um, for me. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for me? Well, just grinding to get. Like, I understand. I like Warcraft oh. and RPGs to grind and get things. The difference is the experience in that your characters do grow a bit more, and it's usually tied to story not grinding for some cosmetic upgrade to a gun that you really want. And this is one of those games that loot boxes were popular in. Oh, the the wonderful loot box. So, like, I just never understood the point of grinding for a specific upgrade to the same gun instead of a better weapon. Unless it's the Gosh. ultimate weapon you can get in the game. But from what I understand, there's so many different loadouts that there's really not an ultimate weapon, so to speak. Then what are you so, even working towards? Social interaction and level caps. I guess. Imagine a, thing- it's an RPG shooter, basically. They tried to do... It, uh, it, it. It's like a Warcraft wannabe shooter, essentially. Or a shooter wannabe Warcraft. That's how I've always looked at Destiny. It's fair. One thing I will say I appreciate about Destiny was how it actually built the lore outside of the game. You mean like Halo but, did? I mean, yes. 
You mean like Star Wars has and like Warcraft's I mean, uh, done yes. and you know I, like I'm not... did? Okay, listen, listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm not saying they're the first to do it, but I like the way that they did it. I mean, Bungie had... did it the same way they did Halo. Like. I just think for the game, it makes sense. Like, like I'm not saying that, like, again, they're not the first person to do it, nor did they do it the best. But I just, I liked it. Like, that was an appealing thing to the game for me. I don't like first-person shooter games. I never have. I never will. I'm a third-person shooter if I do play them, which is rare. But, like, just, you know, giving you the option, it, it gives different players different options. And I thought it was nice for the time. I think it fits with the mood of the game. And that's why I like the way they did it, because they just kind of like throw you in. They're like, there you go. Go shoot things. I just so Destiny was never my game. And it's not even that I don't like FPSs. I like FPSs if they're well done. See Doom. See um, some of the Wolfenstein games. Not the most recent one, but some of the other ones since they rebooted it. You know, those are first person shooters done right. Um, arguably the older Call of Duty campaigns, but I don't like the forced online interaction. Um, there's some games I get over that with was Warcraft, but I played it with my friends. At this point in time, nobody plays Destiny really anymore. They play Destiny 2. Um, right. Which, even then, they didn't finish everything they were going to do in Destiny and decided to release a Destiny 2. Oops. So, like, abort mission, abort mission. You know, it's just, yeah, they say it helped craft the new business model, the 10-year game. The 10-year game that didn't last 10 years as its own single game. You know, expansions are one thing, but if it's supposed to be a 10-year game, it means you have a 10-year plan. game wasn't out for 10 years before they came out with number two. Look, look at Warcraft and how long it's been around. All they've done is release expansions that add more to it. You get an expansion, and you get an expansion. Yeah, so... But, you know, speaking of Blizzard and Activision, they also have the number 27 game on this slot. <laughs> this game should be higher on the list. For everything I, I just said I hated about Destiny is the exact thing I loved about playing Overwatch. I finally got to play Overwatch. I enjoyed it. And for the things that just fall to Destiny about the forced online stuff, Destiny is a game that should have had a good single player mode, and it really didn't, in my opinion. Most of the crux of people was going online and playing with friends and doing story missions like that, and that's fine. This is just throw everybody first person in an arena, but not everybody has the role of just going out there and killing. And I enjoy it. And this game got huge. It has leagues. You know, there's international teams this is one of the games we're talking about. If the Olympics takes up e-gaming and esports in Olympic categories, this is one of the games they're talking about being in there. This and League of Legends. League of Legends would make a good Olympic game. But the next three games we're talking about on this list, basically, are at least two of the next three games on this list should be rated higher than they are. Yeah. I if for nothing so. more than the influence they currently have today, at almost 10 years for some of them, six years, five years, nine years for some of them since they came out. 
and look at the community around them today. I just I do believe these should be higher on the list. Right. I really I want to know where their rating system is coming from. Because like like we had kind of said in the beginning everything is sub subjective. But if I were trying to make an objective list of video games or movies or whatever, there's a lot of different factors that I think I would want to keep in mind when making a list like this in terms of relevancy past, you know, initial launch, um, the type of impact that it made via whatever community or even globally, or just it rocked the entire world. I think that has a big part of it. Um, I think sales numbers should have a lot to do with it too. And even on games that are free, like some of the games on the list are that you just would give them money for different cosmetic upgrades and such. I think right. sales like that need to be accounted into these games to see what are the really best games to make a true, truly try to make it an unsubjective list. Right, because um, I feel... As we're going through this, I feel like it's subjective because I'm 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 thinking like cultural relevancy and impact and I just some a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> and like, we'll get I, to why as we go through it. Overwatch should be closer to the top ten. The next game, number twenty-six, that we're gonna move into, Dota Two, should be up near the top ten as well. It's a Valve game. It's what helped launch the MOBA category. It's still one of the most popular games in the world. It's one of the most popular competitive games in the world. It's one of the most played games on Steam ever. It should be higher than number 26. And this is Dota 2 that yep. we're talking about. So that way we're all on the same page. Yes, Dota 2 by Valve. And Dota 2 really created esports right like that's my understanding of dota it's it didn't create it's one of them it didn't create esports so to speak because before dota there were still professional madden players and 2k players out there and there were still televised events and tournaments for madden players and such it's one of the first games to become an esports title that wasn't based on sports oh okay um it was the first one of the very first mobas out there Multiplier online battle arenas. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So just for that influential part alone on it, um, it should be higher on the list than number 26. Again, I feel like it's a personal list, and it's an opinion article, I guess, but it didn't say it was. Um, but like we had said, all of this can be subjective. Moving on, let's talk about number 25. Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami is iconic. Yeah, it's a really good game. I mean, it, it's 25. I'll give it 25. I could see it there. Definitely the top 25 game. Yeah. So I guess it's skirting in at the bottom here. But I know it was, I know it's unique. Like in terms of like concept. Uh, kind of looks like it's on a game and watch. Right. Like, concept and then, like, artistic direction, the blend of it works really well. Like, having, like, a like a top-down view of what you're working with, but then, like, you have to, like, go in and you gotta go shoot 'em ups <laughs> Right. 
sense, you know. So speaking of artistic direction, you know something I noticed about this list? Hmm. There's not one VR game on it. Interesting. I mean And that's one of the most innovative technologies to come to right. where it is in the last 10 years. But and I'll counter you on this as devil's advocate. What VR game do you think would be worthy of being on this list? Because we already have issues with Like, is it a question? Resident Evil 7. It gave you an immersive survival horror experience that it put you into play. That game changed the direction of the franchise and made it more kind of like a like a creepy movie style game when it came to it, but still made the horror feel real. And from a first person perspective that it put you in, in, in VR where you can actually look around and see these things around you as they're attempting to come and kill you. I think the experience alone for that, based on how well it sold and what people's reviews of it were, should be up there. Um, Super hot. Another VR game that should be on here instead of some of these other games we've, we're going to be talking about coming soon. Those games deserve to be up here just based on sales numbers and the fact they are help push there. These are games that people are wanting to buy a new idea of technology for. I just like, I guess Resident Evil 7, I will give you as a VR game. I would never go anywhere near that though, despite how much I love the spoop. That's that's a too much for for old Nancy here. I just, I feel like VR hasn't made, like, the pinnacle VR experience to get, to get this, like, recognition garnished, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because it's still a very new, it's a very new technology that people are still exploring, and I, I know mean, it's growing every day. VR itself is not new. I played on VR in the 90s. As a kid, you'd go to the state fair and they'd have VR VR running and different things with headsets you would put over your eyes and move around in a box on. And I would counter that your argument there saying that it's a new technology with we're on it's on the third, fourth, and fifth generations of these headsets to where they are becoming wireless, to where the LCD monitors are better than what you can get on your phone. The HDR refresh rates on them, everything becoming more optimal for the gaming experience, reducing eye fatigue, changing the way the hand, head straps are based on consumer feedback, changing requirements of systems so it can be mass adopted. I can go buy an Oculus Quest right now, play games directly loaded on it on an SD card, and have nothing attached to it for like 250 bucks. So I counter your argument that it's new technology with that's why it deserves to have some of these games on here because if it can already deliver an experience like Resident Evil 7, we're on our way to a true haptic gear experience. Fair. Maybe I didn't use... <laughs> I don't think I meant new technology. I think the word I was looking for was unexplored. And like I, mean, like I said, like I agree with you with like Resident Evil 7, but I feel that not, I don't feel like people are as bought into VR versus the traditional gaming experience. And that's true. And I know VR, VR is made a lot of progress, but it's still, it's still kind of niche. 
because VR, it is. It's still very much an enthusiast category, but that doesn't discredit the experiences that you can have on it from making games like this. And in the last 10 years, you're telling me that our number 24 game, Alien Isolation, is a better game than Resident Evil 7 could have would be in VR. Yeah, and I like the caption underneath it too. Maybe the scariest video game ever created by human hands. And knowing what I know about Resident Evil 7 in VR, that is a blatant lie. <laughs> I mean, it's just play. I mean, now, now, to be fair, this game came out in 2014, so it could have been at that time. But since then, there's been more that has come out. In fact, you know, Resident Evil 7. In this you, decade, mind you. Yes. And they say it's absolutely insane that they haven't made a sequel yet. I don't think it is. I don't think we need a sequel. We don't need a sequel to every single game out there. I don't need an Alien Isolation 2. Hell, I didn't play Alien Isolation 1. Um, you know, you don't need a, a Call of Duty every year to make a franchise. You can space it out quite a while or just leave it as it is. Look at Prey. It just got rebooted. There is no sequel. It just was Prey and then Prey. <laughs> Let us pray. That game's actually a lot of fun, and it's not on this list either. Oof. Number 23, Dead Cells. This game was great. It I, I'd put it around this area. I miss Dead Cells, but I like the art style of the screen cap that I'm looking at. It's just... It's a great game. It was a lot of fun. Fun is important when you play a video game. Who would have thought? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, again, it's kind of like Hollow Knight in a sense to look at. It's that kind of style. It's an endless maze kind of runner style game, just like all the Soulsborns, that kind of style. Just that 2D Metroidvania look. But it's a fun game. Okay. And speaking but, of Hollow Knight, <laughs> yeah, that's so, the next on this and, list. And, I, and I'm hitting the bullshit button. Oh, and here's my argument to why Hollow Knight shouldn't be here, because, yes, it is better than Dead Cells. And if you're trying to represent multiple games, you could have left one of these two games off and pigtailed it onto the other one, because they both don't deserve, you know, Dead Cells deserves to be where it is. Hollow Knight should be top 15. Easy. Hollow Knight has taken this genre, elevated it, and just has made it, like, like, the world that they built with it, just all around. Like, Hollow Knight is a fantastic game. Well, it's a lot of fun. You just... I mean, and that's the thing. You gotta now, get good. Our opinion is it should be higher. Yeah. Let's see. Number 21. I did not play The Witness. I didn't either. So I don't have much I can say about it. It says it's supposed to be, it's like Super Metroid, only you don't unlock new sections of the world with power-ups, you unlock new sections of the world using your brain. Hey, if anyone's played oh. this game, uh, tweet at us, um, at PodThing on Twitter. Let us and... know what you think of it. Yeah, Does it really make you feel like a smart boy or a dumb boy? Like, just give me a... Yeah, give me an idea of what your thoughts are on this game, because the screenshots I've seen look beautiful. Yeah, it looks very well produced, but well produced does not a good all, good game always make. So, before we go to number 20, 
we're going to take a look back and of these games that we've talked about, we've already agreed one of them doesn't belong here and a couple of them need to be higher. Right. So number 20, League of Legends. A game so, I also think should be higher. Here's the catch 22. This game shouldn't be on this list. Why do you say that? This game came out in 2009, not 2010. True. So if we're going to stick to the technicalities of their list being within the last 10 years, while technically within 10 years from recording this right now, because it's 2019, League of Legends is there, they said 2010 to 19. So, number one, that kind of gives me an opinion that this list really is bullshit, so I'm going to keep deconstructing things. Number two, League of Legends is a top ten game. I personally don't play it. This game's influential. This game is worldwide. This game is a phenomenon. This game is on t- television, ESPN still. This game is they top ten for so what it's They so much money done. playing this game. <laughs> Remember I'm when I said that Dota, yeah, Dota was one of the first. This was the other one. And both of those games, Dota's ranking is so low, especially with League of Legends being at 20. These games are being undersold on this list. Now, League shouldn't be on this list, but I digress. That's just a technical standpoint. If it what if it's going to be on here, it needs to be 10 spots higher. Like yeah, I would take if you're gonna break the game. rules for it, put respect on it. And when I when we get to their number 10 game, you'll understand why, because I've read ahead a little bit and saw it, and we're gonna really Moving on, number 19. Yeah, we, we got thoughts. Guys, it's only going to get worse from here. So buckle up, because so this isn't any better. <laughs> mobile games are on this list. And Pokemon <sighs> Go does not need to be number 19 game of the last 10 years. Yes, it did create some of the parameters we look at as a worldwide phenomenon. There's, But, but I don't know if I would count this as an actual game game no it's it's honestly just like as an active collector that's all you're doing is you're walking around collecting things like i I wouldn't even call it like fetch quest because you don't have to think about where it is you just turn your phone on there you are you collect them you get your stuff and then you leave your phone alone for a little while and then you do it all over again that to me doesn't see like that to me doesn't make a game versus traditional pokemon where you actually roam around and you interact with other characters and then you battle Pokemon. And yes, they've added battling and all that other stuff. Yes, they've made it more like a traditional Pokemon game in ways, but I still don't think it should be number 19. We could have put Hollow Knight here and put this in Hollow Knight's spot, and I probably wouldn't have complained because Hollow Knight is a top 20 game. Right. Pokemon Go is not. Sorry, Nintendo Senpai. But we've got your back on something else that I think is bullshit, but we haven't gotten there yet. So, yeah, but then I'm gonna be back on my bullshit. So, moving on. <laughs> Gone Home 2013 at number 18, another walking simulator. This one, though, had a, it, it's the story for this one, I guess, is the way it is. Um, so it's, it's, I it's got a really cool art style, it's kind of yeah. spoopy. It's. They say it's still worth playing. It's got some spoopy looks to it. It's got a great story. I'll, I'll put it in top 20, sure. 
Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll put it here. Number 17, though, I never played. I never played this either. So... Um, all I know is that this big boy's got an even bigger big boy sword. So, Nier Automata. I guess... They say it's a great game, but I'm going to have to go look it up because I do want to see this, um, especially if it was in running as it should have been a game of the year. So I'll try it out. I don't know enough about it, so I'm not going to comment any further on its spot. Yeah, we are not at, we are not in a position to talk about this game, but we're in a position to talk about the next one. Number 16 should be in the top five. I'm talking about Dad of War. Boy of War. No, Dad of War. <laughs> but exactly. boy. No, it's, it's Dad. But great story connects to its past and foundations. Changed the gameplay. Completely changed the gameplay style of God of War from a run and slasher to a Soulsborne clone, essentially. But hey. But it works. It works for... with Kratos. This game, one game of the year in 2018, and if that tells you anything, it's a PS4 console exclusive that lot that beat out shared games. And when I'm talking about shared games, I mean big shared games. I just, I've I've watched people play this game from start to finish because I haven't played it myself, but I didn't want to miss out on the experience. So I watched some Let's Plays on it. And I mean, I finished the game via the Let's Play, right? And even though I didn't play it, I was still so emotionally invested into this game. The graphics were absolutely gorgeous. I knew enough of the God of War franchise to be able to still appreciate this game. And I just, no. Yeah, this was... This was definitely my 2018 game of the year as well. Um, it's just such a good game. And the fact they've rated it at number 16 disappoints me, especially since the number 15 game's ahead of it. Number 15, Rayman Legends, does not need to be on this list. At all. You and I have played this game. There and are like, better it... 2D platformers that came out in the last 10 fucking years. Yeah. One we even just got like another one on, like not that could've, long ago. They could have put Mario Maker also, on here. They yeah, could have put what I'm talking about. Mario Maker 20... Two even that still counts. No, <laughs> oh, just in general, they could have put a Mario Maker game on here. They could have put a new Super Mario Brothers for the Wii U or Switch or Deluxe on here because both of those were decent games. You could have seen Mario 3D World on here. All these games got high high ratings. Could have seen a Yoshi game on here. Could have seen a Kirby game on here. Nope, here's Ubisoft's Rayman's Legends that apparently is only on here because it's a beautiful game and it out Mario's Mario, which it does not. Yeah, no, you don't you don't come in to the platforming house this of is not... Mario with Rayman Legends because like I said, you and I played this game together and it was fun, but we also didn't play it very long because we got bored. We but went then and played you Mario. and I can play yeah, you and I can go play Mario for hours, and then you have to, like, kick me out of your house so that way I can get home at a reasonable hour. Yes. Rayman Legends, if it's gonna make this list, is, like, dead number 30. Everything on this list is better than Rayman Legends in one way or another, in my opinion. 
Number 14 should be a top five game as well. The Last of Us. Yes, I think this is total bullshit. Part two coming next year in March. Oh, March is going to have so many games I have to buy. Shit. We're going to be... Welcome to Broke March, my dudes. Maybe we'll start a Patreon in March. I understand <laughs> that November has a bunch of games coming out I need to get as well. But you and I can both play the birthday card in November to get For one stuff. of those games, maybe. I have better luck with the birthday card than you do. Yes. Good luck, homie. <laughs> nah, that's fine. I can at least... Honestly, if I'm going between the two games coming out, I'll go ahead and get Death Stranding first because Pokemon I can go throw a pre-order on real quick and then just pay it off the next week. There you go. I'm as long as I can figure out what Mr. Ron's getting version-wise. So that way I know to get the opposite. I think he's getting Sword, so I'm going to say he wants me to get Shield, but I think I'm getting... I'm, I'm going to make... I think you were getting Shield, right? Yeah? Yes, I was getting Shield. Yes. So I'm getting Sword. Hell yeah. Sword it is. Yeah. Sword board. So that way, both of y'all need me. Well, he has John. <laughs> True. Anyway, yeah, I'll be, I'll be shield. as we're working out our Pokemon logistics, which has absolutely nothing to do with The Last of Us. <laughs> By the way, Pokemon X and Y should have been on this list. Fight me. I don't want to fight you because, like I said, there's so much on this list that's bullshit. But yeah, The Last of Us, I actually played through this game with a person I'm unfortunately no longer friends with. Um, but we played through this game together. It was one of his favorite games, and I loved watching him play and like also having like my own input with it. And yeah, no, after the emotional fuck you that this game delivered to me, it it does not deserve to be number fourteen. No, it does deserve to be higher. You and I are gonna Much have to like higher. retcon this list. At the end of it. So. Oh, I've got some games written down that I've noticed aren't on here that I'm going to mention. Number okay. 13 also should be higher. Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah. Last Metal Gear. Yeah, iconic in every sense of the word. And definitely, I think, outranks the next one. I don't but... think it outranks number 12. And I'll explain why in a moment okay because but. i don't think this game should be on here <laughs> what number 12 yeah number 12 let's talk about number 12 mario galaxy 2 while i would argue mario galaxy 1 would be it would be on here if it was within that range mario galaxy 2 is an amazing game it mario galaxy, galaxy 2 is way better than mario galaxy 1 yes Mario Galaxy defined what a 3D Mario and Mario Galaxy 2 redefined what a 3D Mario game should be. Without Mario Galaxy 2, we would not have Super Mario Odyssey. True. It would not have gone from Galaxy to Odyssey. This game is a linchpin. This game showed us how Yoshi can work for real in a 3D environment better than it did in Mario Sunshine. This game worked out the gravity physics and nailed them down. This game added on to it, added more worlds, added more challenges. It made Luigi another character in it. This game sold better than Mario Galaxy does. This game is still for sale brand new at 30 bucks at a lot of stores. Mario Galaxy 2 is an iconic Mario game and deserves to be higher than number 12. Interesting. See, now I, 
I feel burned by the Mario Galaxy universe. But I will say, Mario, like I said, Mario Galaxy 2 is vastly better than Super Mario Galaxy, the first one. And because the, the first Mario Galaxy didn't know what it wanted to be, it didn't know if it wanted to be open world. It didn't know if it wanted to be course completion. Um, it was just kind of all over the place. Like it had the illusion of being an open world, but it wasn't. And Super Mario Galaxy kind of just took all the gravity elements and all that other stuff and like refined it. Yes. So but here's the thing. Mario Galaxy had, had choose... the hub world, which they eliminated in Galaxy 2 for that reason. Yes, they did a map instead which makes more sense. Like the hub world is like, yeah, cool. I get to mess around and look at all these useless one-up mushrooms. Princess Peach sends me every time I like log on and everything. I got a lot of, yeah. I got a lot of what, feelings of Mario Galaxy. Hub, hub worlds are but, the type of thing that should have been left in the nineties and early two thousands. There's still games that do them to this day that aren't remakes of those older games. And I still have issues with hub worlds if they're not interactive enough. Right. Like you need to give me a reason to have to come back here all the time. Like, Ukulele's hub world's not bad. By the way, that game's not on this list either. Right. See, and here's my other argument, is that, and, like, I can't talk about the argument so much, but if I had to choose between this game and another one, I'd rather have the other one on this list than this one. Personally. What, what Odyssey? Mario Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, because that's actually not on the list. Yeah, it's not on this list at all. And, and I think Mario Odyssey is, like, I actually erased my save file for Mario Odyssey so I could play it again because I had that much fun with it. And see, I, I think Mario Galaxy 2 is still the more solid game. Odyssey's too short. Main story of Odyssey is too short. See, and, and for I... a lot of players who aren't completionists, they had no reason to go play beyond the main story. Where Mario Galaxy 2 gave you reasons with the Luigi missions where you could unlock Luigi by playing on. But you had to just, you just basically had to redo the same levels over and over again. The upside with Mario Odyssey is that I had the chance to just explore the world that they built. It took me forever to get to the, to get to Bowser because I was having way too much fun exploring every nook and cranny, every feasible way I could get from point A to point B as Mario or Cappy or whatever thing I've possessed at that. Like Mario, Mario Odyssey gave me options that I as a player appreciated because with Mario with Super Mario Galaxy 2 it's very linear like like which which is a benefit to this game compared to Super Mario Galaxy and it's linear and it works for the game but there's really only like maybe five ways you can finish off a Super Mario Galaxy 2 level you know did you Odyssey bring anything to innovative to the franchise though and that's what you have to look at because this brought Yoshi into a 3D space and refined a mechanic to make Mario move in a 3D space. The same mechanics they use in Odyssey. Yeah, but it, but it is also apples and oranges because we got an and, and don't get me wrong. I, think, world I do Odyssey. think Odyssey should be on this list. But I don't think it outrakes Galaxy 2 because if you really want to get it boiled down to it, they're all when it comes to gameplay, other than the Cappy, other than Cappy, they play the same. Um, the biggest difference between them is the graphics and the, the worlds and the actual story. Gameplay mechanic wise, about the same thing. 
instead of stars, you're collecting moons. And, you know, instead of going to different, well, you're still going to different planets and worlds in the, in the Odyssey that have their own unique things like Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2 had. But no, I'm not discounting that Odyssey shouldn't be on the list, though. Odyssey definitely deserves to be on the best games that came out in the last 10 years because it is one of the best games that came out in the last 10 years. Right. I just don't think it's better than Galaxy 2. See, but I do. And I think I think that also is a part of both of our gaming preference and playing style because I'm very much of I'm going to dick around. <laughs> let me oh, let I, me let me mess around and just I, do, I do things. That. And like you can do that in like platformers and like that's really what Super Mario Galaxy 2 is is like 3D platforming, which is which is yeah. perfect for it. Like and Mario Odyssey has those elements too, but in a different way. But for me, like the open world, it's the same thing with uh, Super Mario 64. And like, I, I know that's like one of the most cliche, most talked about comparisons to Odyssey in 64, but it, it wasn't is, necessarily, I'm gonna it, say even it. though they're totally different games because they don't play the same. I don't, all. and I arguably think that as a 3D platformer, while 64 did set the boundary, it was not even the best 3D platformer on its own console. No, not at all. Banjo-Kazooie was like leaps and bounds better than than Mario 100%. 64. Or even Mario Sunshine could have been. Yes, and I, I do agree with you on that piece, but just the feeling of what playing Super, or Super Mario 64 for me was almost identical to playing Super Mario Odyssey is because I'm like, ooh, I want to see what's over here. Let me do this, let me do that, let me do this. And like, I didn't have to do like the main mission. I could just go dick around and then like, I found something and it's like, oh, I found that star. I didn't mean to. And that to me as how I play is far more effective than it's like, oh, I need to get to the end there. But that's just my preference with my game. It ultimately boils down to the to the classic argument of does a make does an open world make a game better? Is always what you it comes I down should, to, and it you and doesn't. I should get into that. And it it doesn't. But we're gonna move on number eleven. Number eleven. Yeah, yeah. we spent a lot of time on that one. Oops. Was a really good, number eleven was a really good game. Horizon Zero Dawn was an amazing game, and I didn't play it, but I've never heard anybody say anything bad about it. I argue that it is better than Breath of the Wild. And I love Breath of the Wild. I had more fun with this. I had more fun shooting robotic T-Rexes with a bow and arrow. Way more fun than taking down things in Breath of the Wild. I had more fun working with tribe mentality and just more far, more things with the, with the stalking and the hunts. And it's just, oh, it was so much fun. Yeah, I... Never played this game, but I do remember it catching my attention, which, like, I don't, I don't mean to say, like, nothing gets my attention these days, but for a lot of games, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But this game, I was like, I paused, I did, like, a double tag, and I'm like, yo, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah. And I um, loved the idea behind it, and it was and so different at the time, and, like, it's still, like, I'm looking at the screenshot. It looks glorious, and I'm upset with myself that I haven't played it. 
Well, and, and I will eventually one day, but it what... just takes me forever to do anything with video games. So. Right. And with this, what, what really did hampen this game from getting the audience it deserved in the mass releases to be up in that area was it released the same week as Breath of the Wild. That's why? I had no idea. It released right around the same time, so that's what did a lot of damage to this game at the beginning and why a lot of people didn't play it originally, is they went to Zelda. I didn't get this game on release. I played it, I borrowed a friend's copy and played it. And it was fun. It's a lot better than number 10. Uh, number 10 should not be on this list. At least nowhere near number 10. In fact, I would flip the position of this with League of Legends. Number 10 is Fortnite. Yeah. I would even argue Fortnite shouldn't be on this list. But if we look at gauge of popularity, sales, money spent, time spent, and views. Cultural relevancy, all mean, that it, stuff. It, it hits all those marks. So like, I can't say it's not on the top 30. But it's not but, top 10. Okay, I'll tell you what. If you're talking about Fortnite as a whole, and not just the Battle Royale that everyone plays, we might be able to have a conversation. Because Fortnite but, proper is a building sandbox game. That Epic decided, hey, we're going to make a Battle Royale because PUBG's popular, we're going to rip it off. Yeah, and I remember the lawsuit and everything. Yeah, and <laughs> they did. They made a more popular game off of an existing IP. So when people started saying Fortnite was popular, my first thought was, wait, you're talking about that sandbox building game they put out? And then I saw what it was and said, this looks dumb. Yeah. It'll never catch but, on. I was wrong about that. But, but you also got to think, too, is that no one talks about the sand building game. The only reason Fortnite is popular is because of the Battle Royale. Exactly. And so, I still don't play Forkknife. I don't play it either. I never have. I watched my my stepson play it a little bit. And even then, he got bored with it super quick. And he moved back to 2K. Like, yeah, because well, 2K is a real game. Right. Like, Not this. Even if it's a basketball game. Yes, but it's still a real game. Yeah, you have and more this... to do than just running gun. You have to think about formations, who's getting what, and actually it's strategized like a game should make you do. Yeah, instead of luck of the draw, oh, this one person was better than me because like they don't work and they stream Fortnite for a living and then Oh, you're talking about ninja social media. Yeah, new social social media site and then oops. Oh look, I'm on mixer now. Uh number nine. Number nine should be higher too. Number nine should definitely. All right, I'm gonna be honest. Number nine, eight, seven. They should be higher, but it's gonna get really tough because the games above them are some of the games in the top five deserve to be there. But number nine is The Witcher Three. Witcher Three is definitely a top a top ten game. I'll hold off on saying top five until the end because yeah, there's some we should other probably things. at least go through our top five because i haven't played the witcher 3 all the way through i have played bits and pieces i'm waiting to actually complete the game on switch call me whatever you want it's going to be my most convenient way to play at least you're playing it like that's the thing and like i said however I, you play I, it that's how yeah. you play it you're still getting you're still getting the impact yeah you're missing out on the graphics piece a little bit but graphics do not make a good video game it's the story it tells, and it's the way that it plays, and it's how you play it well, and get to experience it. I'm dealing with a lot 
of limitations by playing it on the Switch. I'm dealing with locked frame rates. I'm dealing with low graphical capabilities, docked mode and handheld. But I played this game when it came out. I did. I liked it. Never beat it. Got a little way into it. I just almost felt it was more like Skyrim. And then the more I saw of it years on, I was like, I'm going to play this game. And I'll have my opportunity. But yes, it deserves to be in the number nine spot. It deserves to be on the top 10 for sure, especially since you've got a TV show coming. It's got its own book series, the Gwent card game spinoff from it. Um, there's there's reasons. It, it It's earned its placehold. I'll say that. So in number eight is very similar to number nine in a sense. Number eight is Mass Effect 2. And yes, Mass Effect 2 deserves to be on this list. I believe so. I never played the Mass Effect games, but I can't ignore all the other people that have played all of the Mass Effect games and the cult following Bay. it has. Oh, Tolly's Bay. I mean, I get it. I do. Because I I know that it it's great that it takes place in space and it gives you stuff to do in space and it's got some interesting choices that you can make seduction of aliens of sorts and all that good stuff and it's well, like yeah i feel like it's immersive for a game i've never played before so i won't disagree with it being here so mass effect <sighs> where do i begin the beginning? i bought mass effect one on the xbox used on a whim because the box art looked cool and reading it had rpg elements interested me I beat the first Mass Effect seven times. Wow. Then Mass Effect 2 came out, and I got every ending. I played and got every ending on multiple save files and carried over the best ending to Mass Effect 3. My favorite thing, though, is at the end of Mass Effect 2 in the, in the suicide mission, spoilers if you haven't played an almost 10-year-old game, by the way, um, if you actually do die in the suicide mission, Shepard dies, you cannot start a new file on Mass Effect 3. That's fantastic. You can't carry it over because Shepard's dead. And your choices of who dies in that carry over. And that's what I love the most about this is your choices carry over between each game. So everything I did in Mass Effect 1, my levels, my skills, my party charisma, all of it, everything we did that happened and every choice I made carried into Mass Effect 2. Where I promptly tried to seduce Jessica Chobot's reporter and it failed, so I moved on to Tali. Because they finally and that's made why she's bay. Well, because they finally made her romanceable. And then I had drama on the ship when my first game's choice of romanceable objects found out. And boom. We had issues. That's fantastic. So I created my own party drama. The pilot, by the way, is voiced by Seth Green. Oh my god. And he I, is amazing. I love me some Seth Green. He is amazing. This game series had an impact on me, and I still try to replay it once every two years, all three games. I love Mass Effect. I even love Mass Effect Andromeda unironically, despite all the issues. It is a great story. I love Mass Effect. I, I'm going to keep talking about Mass Effect forever, so we need to move on to number seven, Bloodborne. Yes, this is okay. So this is where Nancy comes in to shine, because... This, this is, is the game Nancy's that I... I'm not going to like my opinion on it. You know, it's fine. I don't care because I fucking love this game. I don't. I don't. It's, I... it's on the list, but not top 10. And there's a reason for that. 
Well, is it because, you know, there's another game in that same ser- like same type of... And it's it's because the... And it's not even because it's on the list, but because it is a much better game by the same I... software company. I think Dark See, Souls is a the... better series. But my argument with that is for... Because they both, they both obviously come from the same developer. They're both fantastic games, right? But... Bloodborne appeals to a different type of player than Dark Souls. Dark Souls is more like you've got a shield, you block, it's a little bit more of a slower paced, you really got to think about it kind of game. And that is what makes it brilliant. But for me, the appeal to Bloodborne is the, yes, you still have stamina management and all that other stuff, but it's quicker. It's a quicker game. But I also feel the lore of Bloodborne is far more fascinating to me as an individual than the Dark Dark Souls lore. And that's why I feel like it it does belong up here on this list in the top 10 is because of the lore. The lore is fantastic, and you get great lore in Dark Souls too, but just the way that the Bloodborne world works is far more interesting. On a list that should include games that we've talked about, like Mario Odyssey, um, Ukulele, I don't think Bloodborne would crack the top 10. It it would be in the top 30 games in the last 10 years from popularity and sales sake alone. It's a great game. Not top 10 worthy. It's like top 15. I'll argue that. And not just because it's my favorite game, but just... Well, it's the world building. It's the way the game plays. It's it's faster paced. It's Dark can... Souls without a shield, and you can it's break... Dark Souls without a shield. Can, and you can speed Dark Souls up by playing builds without shields. I mean, also true. So but... it's blood. It Bloodborne is gothic horror Dark Souls. That's all it is, and that's the premise of it. That's but... exactly what you knew it was walking into it. So you already knew what to expect. I, uh, but I feel the lore without... of Dark Soul or Dark Souls isn't as deep as the lore of Bloodborne. I counter that three games worth of lore is much deeper than one game's worth of lore. No. <laughs> it, because would... of the way that they were able to build it in Bloodborne in a game. Because they're never making another one. Don't remind me, because I'm I will forever be salty about it because I would love to have more of this, but at the same time, I I couldn't I can't say anything really bad about Bloodborne. It, it's one of those games that, like, no matter how much I suck at it, because I'm not good. Let me let me specify. This is my favorite game, and I'm awful at it. Have you beaten it? <laughs> no. <laughs> and and see, and there it is. With you talking about the way they're building the world, if you haven't finished the story, you don't know how that world was built. But I do. And though. I will argue that until the end. And let's plays do not count because that is not no. your personal experience. No. This one was another in-person experience. I had played it with the same person that I played the but last again, of us. With. You did not beat it. You did not experience that story for yourself with the satisfaction at the end. And that is my so, argument against playing games like these with other people and watching Let's Plays on them. Games like this, like Dark Souls, they are games that your own experience will determine how you rate this game. And that is why I do not rate this game as a top 10 game. I I like this game. It's a great game. I like Dark Souls better. I've beaten this. I've beaten all three Dark Souls. And 
Dark Souls does not beat Bloodborne when it comes to world building, when it comes to character art, when it comes to a lot of other things. The best thing Bloodborne has going for it is the atmosphere, the gothic horror atmosphere. We're going to have to agree to disagree because you and I can go back and forth on all day. I mean, I can't really, I mean, I'm going to be honest and mean at the same time is that if you haven't beaten this game, you can't talk to me about story building, especially with a game like this. But I can, though. It's not your experience. It's someone else's that you took part in. No, it's it's a different. You and I will have to talk about this like off recording, but I've I I have such a deep appreciation for this game through the whole story, through everything, and I like the way that it makes my brain work. I like the way it makes me think about things differently as I'm playing the game. I've come close to beating it, but like I said. I'm not good at it, <laughs> so I mean, it takes a long time. The puzzles in this are the same puzzle mechanics they use in Dark Souls. I'm not talking like puzzles. I'm just talking about like when it comes to fighting. It's the same gameplay mechanics as Dark Souls. I'm mediocre at best, but like I said, the fighting style of this game matches my gameplay style better because or I you... play all like even like like with Breath of the Wild and you know even with Skyrim number six on the list. Um. I've played it all the same way. I I don't, I'm not a shield person. I've never been one. I'm very much like, I'm going to hack, 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 run away, hack, 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 run away, hack, 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 run away. I don't shield at all. I played Bloodborne like I played Dark Souls. And I mean, that's exactly why I sit here and think Dark Souls is better because I didn't have to change my strategies. I could play this game the exact same way. Like I said, Bloodborne is a top 15 game. It's not a top 10 game. We're going to move on. Number six is not a top 30 game. Fight me, internet. (laughs) Skyrim is a horrible game. (sighs) Skyrim is not one of the best games the last 10 years. The only reason people are going to say it is is because it has now been released on the Xbox 360, the PC, the PS3, the PS4, the Xbox One, the Nintendo Switch. That is six different consoles between three different generations that this game has come to. Let's talk about beating a dead horse number one. Let's talk about the fact that this game was not that creative. If you had played any other Elder Scrolls game, you've played Skyrim. Um, I don't think it's a good game at all. I think it's broken. I think the graphics are shit. Even the HD remake graphics are shit. Um, sure, it sold a lot, but sales numbers alone only give you popularity. They have not actual gameplay. People talk about it for the size of the game. Yeah, it was a huge game in 2011. I give it that. But, again, things you can do with the game like mods shouldn't put it on the list anywhere. That's not a qualifying factor of what makes a game good is that you mod it so you can play it different ways right like and that'll also be but that's going to be an interesting talking point for when we get to one of the other ones on this game or on this list that's a little bit higher than Skyrim and I also feel that it's up on this list for a reason but I think Uh, you're talking about number three I am talking about number three Uh, there's reasons number three deserves its spot and I have my reasons for that. 
I I also agree where number three is at, but maybe we should get to number five before we dive yeah, into number three. But let's just be honest. Wait, well, what do you think of Skyrim? I don't know what your thoughts on Skyrim are. I actually like Skyrim. Um, I don't think it belongs on the top ten, especially if you're going to argue Bloodborne doesn't. I think I could probably put it at the bottom half of the 20s. I, um, I but I think like Skyrim is overdone. Like you said, it's on like every console imaginable. But you can't deny like the impact that Skyrim has made. Like I've played Skyrim. I I liked the way I could play Skyrim where I could just go around and steal shit and then go fuck with shit and then hide away for a while. And it's broken, but I think that's almost an endearing quality at this point because the way you can break it sometimes is fantastic. And not even with mods, just breaking it in general because it's, you know, there's too much game, not enough, um, which plays to its detriment for sure. But there's not a person I've talked to that hasn't played Skyrim, at least for a little while. Well, it, and that, and that's it true. Had that It had a large impact, and people still, to this day, make the arrow to the knee reference. Everyone still hates Lydia because she's always in the way. Like, Skyrim is still relevant because people will go back and be like, I'm picking up Skyrim again. And that's how I can tell they're going through a midlife, midlife crisis. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I mean, being an RPG fan, Skyrim is not even a good RPG. No. There's, I, unfortunately, there's really not a better RPG on this list to give you an example of, of what should be there. So, instead, let's talk about some other RPGs that came out in the last 10 years that I can compare directly to Skyrim. Number okay. one, Final Fantasy Fifteen. There's not a single Final Fantasy game on this either. No, and Final Fantasy Fifteen leaps in bounds above Skyrim. And not even because it's a newer game in the last 10 years. It's leaps in bounds above Skyrim in terms of quality, gameplay, and story. Um, let's talk about some other Elder Scrolls games that were better. The one before it, Oblivion. Much better RPG. Hell, American RPGs that are better than Skyrim, Dragon Age. And I argue Dragon Age has a more cultural impact than Skyrim does because Dragon Age has its own tabletop game. <coughs> Sorry. That had a mass following when those games came out and people are still clamoring for new ones. You can understand how much people loved Skyrim and how much people liked the Elder Scrolls that Bethesda can just tell you they're working on a new one and people clap for a trailer of pre-rendered graphic. Bethesda games, number one, are all overhyped. Number two, they all look like shit. <laughs> I don't know why people keep giving Bethesda money. The only games they make that are any decent games would be Doom anymore. Doom. And that's because Bethesda doesn't really touch Doom. They leave other. They leave basically the team that's made Doom on the last couple of years in charge of it and focused on their shitty RPGs. By the way, another game yeah. not on this list that's better than Skyrim that Bethesda put out, Fallout 76. And yes, Fallout 76 is better than Skyrim. 
Fallout 4 was better than Skyrim and not on this list. Those are two more Bethesda RPGs that are better. Well, the Fallout series is significantly better. The, um, if you like, I still like. I don't. I will never like Skyrim. I gave it a chance. I sunk about 120 hours into this game before I was like, no, this game's dumb. I'm done. I didn't like any of it. And I like RPGs. I do. And I play a bunch more RPGs than just JRPGs anymore. And so many better ones came out over the last 10 years. Yeah. So. Number five. You know. I forgot that this game came out that long ago, and I love this game. I still haven't played two, but Red Red, Red Dead Redemption is definitely the number five game on this list. I yes, would give it I a don't... spot. I'm not going to change it. I'm. Everyone knows this game, and yeah. It's so good. And I now I have a question for you. What's Do up? you think Red Dead Redemption is better than Red Dead Redemption. Because we know that I Red Dead Redemption has, like, especially when it was Red Dead Redemption versus God of War, and they were just getting, they were fucking God of War over. And I know you and I would have conversations, like, when all the game awards were happening about how God of War's better. <laughs> oh, God of War is definitely a better game than Red Dead Redemption 2. I haven't played fully through, but if I have to compare two and one, both as as games, I would still feel that God of War is the better game because of it being God of War. And when I was talking about God of War beating multi-platform games for Game of the Year, Red Redemption 2 is the game it beat. Sure. But Red Red Redemption 1 was amazing. It was a great story. It was Grand Theft Auto Wild West. It was a sequel to a game that nobody played. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. Many people don't realize Red Dead Redemption's a sequel. I don't the even think I knew was that. Called Red, the first game was published by Capcom called Red Dead Revolver. And it was a completely different game than Redemption became, but Capcom didn't renew any of the rights to the names, and Rockstar scooped up the name in the series, and it made, started making a sequel, Red Dead Redemption. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that's a fun, a fun little factoid. I've been playing games a long time. That happened. See, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Revolver was a PS2 game. Like, mid-2005, 2006, maybe? I didn't own one of those. <laughs> PS2 had a lot of gems. I could do a whole top 30 list of PS2 games and never and still run out of ammo. Anyway, number four, yes, is a great 100%. game. Portal 2. I love Portal. It's, it's such it's so great to just have puzzles and figure out how to get from point A to point B and the different ways you can do it. This is one of those games where it's like, yes, you have an end goal. But there's so many solutions to get to that end goal. And the portal it's just physics. so much fun. The portal physics, knowing where you need to get speed, figuring it out, getting that moment of aha and making it work. It's, just, it's amazing. And then the frustration when your thumbs can't execute it. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, my brain knows what to do, but hand no do what brain need do. 
<laughs> yeah. So, and for the cake will forever be a lie to me. Yes, the cake is a lie. And for anyone out there, there is actually you can go find it. The guy who did the songs for the Portal games, Portal One, Portal Two, and he made a third song, Jonathan Colton. His songs, they're great. Still alive, want you gone, and uh, I can't remember the name of the third one. Wait. Oh, you wouldn't know. That that was Jonathan Colton. He wrote them. Yes, Jonathan what? Colton wrote the songs and still performs them live. They are his songs. You have just rocked my world after introducing me to his other stuff. Valve contacted him, and he wrote "Still Alive," played the music for it while they had the Gladys voice sing it. Same with Want You Gone at the end of Portal 2. He provided the music and the lyrics, and they had Glados sing it. And Want You Gone, he provided music and the lyrics and made it himself with permission from Valve to use the Gladys voice. Wow. I had no idea. Yep. None whatsoever. In fact, there's a couple of, there's some live albums of his where he has Felicia Day come out and sing it. Oh, that's fantastic. So, moving on. Number three, Minecraft. You are damn right Minecraft deserves to be in this spot. 100%. Like, Minecraft Minecraft is quintessential. Minecraft is what made YouTube popular. Yeah, I mean, it's Lego. (laughs) Minecraft was virtual Lego with a story that if you wanted to do it, you could go build the portal to the nether and fight the ender dragon. Or you could build a house in an entire city and walk people through it. You could build a calculator. You can build a working DOS fucking computer in Minecraft. I, okay, you want to know a fun Minecraft story? So I've played, I've played Minecraft a little bit. I've only ever played vanilla Minecraft, though, because I'm a pleb. But I did watch uh, MatPat from GT Live make the first ever cell phone. In Minecraft, and they ordered mm-hmm. pizza with it, yep. and it was, and it actually is was in the Guinness Book of World Records for like something like that. And they had pizza ordered and delivered during the live stream, and it was absolutely mind-boggling that that was just something like Minecraft is infinite. Well, actually, mm-hmm. I lied; it's not infinite; it's finite. And I've I've watched a lot of videos on Minecraft because I just appreciate it as a game, and There's... it is finite at the end of the day. But just like the possibilities within that finite reality is unreal. It's finite to an extent, and it depends on what you play it on. So there's a gentleman who streams on Twitch, and I don't know if he's completed it yet, but all he would did was from, he was walking to the end of the world in Minecraft. And I think he went, I don't know if he's hit the end yet. I know there was a couple of years and he hadn't hit the end going through on the PC. Yes, it does depend because there is a wall and it's like billions of billions. I will I will send you a video on it. Yeah, but my- even after you reach the end, you can create an ender portal and then get to the other side of like that wall mm-hmm. and then continue going. And keep in mind, this game came out the same year as Skyrim did. And it's a bigger, more immersive game. And I will argue the graphics are better on Minecraft. <laughs> I think yeah, it I works really well. I really don't like Skyrim. I can tell. It is one of my least favorite games I have ever played. I don't know. I like I like Skyrim. So, but I appreciate Minecraft a lot more for what it brings to the table. 
and just i i don't know and it's it's great like you can still get multiplayer in it and you guys can just like mess around and minecraft just recently had a resurgence because of its 10 year anniversary yep and it has nintendo themed skins and like pewdiepie brought it back jacksepticeye is playing it and it's commanding a spot back on a space that's not just kids Yes, and it's also again. I mean, it's it's taking its spot back because, like I said, Minecraft made YouTube pop. So we need to think about that, like because YouTube as a platform is so much bigger now. I do want to counter argue that it's making a resurgence and coming back. It's never gone away. Yes, it migrated toward kids, but there's still let's players that you and I have seen play games that still played it before it's made its current resurgence. Uh, oh no, I know. Peanut Butter Gamer every year does Minecraft hardcore, hardcore, where it's him and a bunch of other YouTubers playing a death is permanent version of Minecraft to the last man standing. Right. And he's been doing that since he started that Let's Play channel. So I don't think Minecraft I'm... ever really went away. I think it's becoming more popular again with an older audience due to the fact that it's coming with it being about 10 years old now. Right. So. I mean, I mean, popularity isn't like people talking craft again more frequently. So let's move to number two. And yes, number two is definitely where it needs in the areas it needs to be Dark Souls. It's hard to argue this point for me because you you compare games to Dark Souls. This is a dark this is the dark souls of X. This is the dark souls of Y. This is the dark souls of Z. It has put such an impact on like the get good and the memeability of this game all is just absolutely well, fantastic. And the thing with it's Dark Souls <laughs> is the marketing tagline was even prepared to die when it came out. Um it's a hard game. They're hard, and most casual game players cannot beat a Dark Souls game. I'm a filthy casual. What up, fam? You know, most cannot or will not give the time to get good and play and beat Dark Souls. Um, the lore, the atmosphere, the, the darkness of Dark Souls, the ominous, hopeless feeling you have of being utterly alone against these monsters. The weird interlinking history of the worlds. It's just uh, the combat, which, you know, you have to make decisions before you act in this game. You can't just act or you die. You have to learn. You have to evolve. You have to figure out the best strategy. You have to know when learn. to heal, when not to heal. Um, learn, adapt, overcome. Dark Souls is a game that teaches you how to survive in the world you live in by overcoming and adapting the obstacles. Hype boys take their time. And the reason I will always beat the drum that it is better than Bloodborne is the fact that Bloodborne is the same game with a gothic skin. And I can't justifiably say that a game that is fundamentally the same is better. That's going to be a different strokes for different folks. Kind of hard. And it is. I don't want to rehash it because we but... spent a little too long on it. But I do think Dark Souls does belong. It is better 
list wise than Bloodborne. But for you to say Bloodborne doesn't belong in the top 10, we're it not going to bring that back doesn't. up right now. I have more no, games listed down that will that would knock it out for what it brought to the table alone. And num we'll move on to number one because I don't think Breath of the Wild is the best game that came out in the last 10 years. I don't I still either. think Final Fantasy 15 was a better overall game. That being said, Breath of the Wild is amazing. And it's a top I... five, top three game. So you think Breath of the Wild is not better than Dark Souls? No, I, I don't think Breath of the Wild is a better game than Dark Souls, because without Dark Souls, there wouldn't be Breath of the Wild. Okay. Because essentially, Breath of the Wild is what a lot of people said. It's the Dark Souls of Zelda, essentially. It's a harder Zelda game. Makes you adapt, overcome, and come back to what you were doing. Learn how to do it. Go back. You lost this fight? Okay, go back. How do you do it? You know, it's the same style of game. And it goes back to my I can't fundamentally take a game that has the same elements and rate it above the game that started it. Okay. I I also don't believe Breath of the Wild belongs as a number one. If I were to go if I were to put it anywhere, I'd act I would probably put it at number three. But Minecraft would still be better than Breath of the Wild. I don't and think that's... Minecraft is better than Breath of the Wild. Mind you, for entirely different reasons. I mean, Breath of the Wild, for what it brought to the table, the scope of it being a Zelda game, the way they redid the Zelda game, the way it looked, the art style, the popularity it had at the time. I don't think Minecraft as a game is better. I think Minecraft as a concept is better. Yes. Core like, gameplay-wise, Breath of the Wild will be above Minecraft for me. I guess you make a fair point. And I, I've i actually played Breath of the Wild a lot. <laughs> I've, I've, I've clocked in over 200 hours, which is the most time I've ever put into a game. As a kind of casual player. So for me, I mean, Breath of the Wild, I've, I've had fun with it. I've, you know, gone and beaten Ganon a couple of times because I can. But it took me forever to get there because I was just having too much fun. Like I said, dicking around. That, that was the biggest appeal to me for Breath of the Wild is like, I've got all this stuff going on. But wait, there's a, there's a cuckoo over here. Or wait, there's a fairy fountain, or let's explore the sand dunes. Let's see how long I can last out in the wild desert. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, with Breath of the Wild, I think they made the map too big before they started to build the world. I think Breath of the Wild would have been more successful as a game had they started building the world and then just built out and then kind of built the map around it from there. I felt we would have had more content in the game, and that's what, one of the reasons why I don't feel like it's one. Is yes, it's massive, and the game is fantastic. There's a lot of empty space. There is. They did that for a reason, though, and that's the thing. That's an artistic reason they did that, and it's because it's supposed to em emulate a lot of the feelings of the original Zelda game with a vast, big world that didn't have much in it. Right. Um, also, I mean, story-wise is why yes. it's empty, because it's post-apocalyptic Hyrule, essentially. Yes, and that, that was going to be my 
my further point, but I do think like a variation of enemy, like a, a greater variation slash combination of enemies would have made it a little bit better. I would have liked to have seen some other mini bosses thrown into the world because I can beat a stone talus in no time flat. Like a Lionel is also another one that is like, oh, you're fun, you know, but those are those are some of the only like threats that you can and a Hinox. Like those are like the th- main three threats. And I feel there's a lot more from the Zelda franchise that you could have pulled from to add to like the enemies of the world being a post-apocalyptic wasteland. But like in areas I can tell they spent the most time in, like the the lost the lost woods. I think the whole area of the Lost Woods and with the Great Deco Tree and the Korok, I think that part of the world is built so great, despite the fact every time you go there, it drops the frame rate to ass. <laughs> right. But that that world is so flushed out. You know what I mean? Like, you could tell that they put a lot of, and I mean, there's a Master Sword too, but they put a lot of time into that. And I I feel... Like, had they put maybe just a little bit more time into all the other well, mm-hmm. I would have been happier with it. Right. So, I guess with that, I want to highlight some games that aren't on this list. And I think when I start mentioning this, you'll understand why I don't put Bloodborne in the top 10 and why it's in the top 15. So, these are <laughs> this is a short list of games that came out in the last 10 years that did not make this list that are justifiably better than some of the games on the list. And I'm going to start with Undertale. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about Undertale not being on this list. No, Toby Fox deserves so much better. And that, that would not block With that alone, Bloodborne would knock out of the top 10. God damn it. And that's where my argument can rest. But I'm not finished. Pokemon X and Y, Link, Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds, which is arguably a better Zelda game than Breath of the Wild. Fight me, internet. Had more don't, to do. don't fight the internet on Zelda. That is had like better world, had more world too. stories, had unique mechanics, an engaging story, and just like Breath of the Wild, you could do anything in any order you wanted. Oh, hey, guess where they got the idea from? Um, let's kick on this Nintendo train with two more Nintendo games not on this list. We already mentioned one of them, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, that I think is bullshit. Mario and Odyssey definitely deserved to be on the Animal like Crossing New Leaf. I've never played any type of Animal Crossing. I have no opinion. Tell us why you think mm. it belongs here. New Leaf deserves to be on this list just alone for the fact that Minecraft is on this list. If you'll put Fortnite on this list, New Leaf should be on this list. A better game, better engagement. Sure, it doesn't have a story, but guess what? You build your world. You do what you want. You and you get immersed into it. It's a simulation. And if we're going to put games like Fortnite on this list and mobile games, then New Leaf should be on here over one of those two for sure. Now let's talk about some non-Nintendo games. What? There's more games than just Nintendo? How about the fact that we're missing out to one of the biggest RPGs that came out in the last 10 years, and one that should be in the place where Skyrim is for sure? Diablo 3. Oh. 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 Yeah. Or Fallout New Vegas. 
There's no Fallout game on here. What about Bioshock? It'd have to be like Bioshock 2 or Infinite because the first one came out before 2010. Well, right. I mean, but and Bioshock... Infinite would not make the list of the best 30 games of the last no. year. It but just Bioshock didn't. 2 definitely would. I don't think... I think Bioshock 2 came out 2009. I'm double checking that because if it came out in the last 10 years, then hell yeah, it deserves to be. Hey, if League of Legends... It did. It came out in 2010, so technically yeah. it is. So yeah, Bioshock 2, the... another game that should be in the top 15. Yeah, because I I love the Bioshock 2 game. And so... another game that should be in the top 10 that's neglected that also, and I'm sorry, you're going to end up having to agree with me on this, and you'll understand why when I say the name. StarCraft 2. Oh. <gasps> Just for the popularity of esports in Korea alone. Yeah. Warcraft 2. So that's why I confirm, I'll have to firmly say that Bloodborne is not a top 10, but top 15 because of these omissions. Especially yeah. comparing it to strictly to Dark Souls, I would, I would rate Bloodborne above Dark Souls because Dark Souls is, like I mentioned, just kind of the original concept of the game. If this list had good had a lot of these other games on it, we'd also be having a whole different conversation. Yeah, because I honestly but, with this list, I feel really cheap. Um, understand that's just eleven games that I googled real quick to see the release dates on that I didn't see on here that I thought came out in the last ten years. Like I said, it's been a decade, man. You gotta I think mean, about like where we were ten years. Let's not even mention that the South Park Stick of Truth isn't on here, and it definitely is one of the best games that came out in the last 10 years because of the RPG elements, the parody elements, the comedy, the story itself, the art direction, the immersiveness, the way the game made you get into it. It's a great game. It's a great RPG. It's a great American-made Western RPG. It's not American-made. I'm sorry. It was Ubisoft. But it's a great Western RPG. And Skyrim beats this? No. Not in any way when it comes to the core mechanics I would look at as gameplay and popularity. South Park sells more than Skyrim. Yeah. And I know Skyrim's I... a good popular game. And I'd even be willing to entertain the option of a top 25 placing for it, just for cultural significance. But yes. not where it's at. No, it definitely doesn't belong in the top 10. I would put it, like, in the bottom 20. Yeah, I it, it would make the and list. But, and I, you know, and this is what we're going to do. At the end of the year, you and I will have our own lists of these lists we go over. And for our year-end special, we'll go over our own personal list of the top of our own. We'll, we'll do top 10. I don't want to know if we want to do a top 30, do you? It took us a long time to get through this 30. So I don't know so, if you and I could both do 30. Because we'll we're going to fight. <laughs> yeah. We'll each do 10. And we're going to do the 10 best movies, TV shows, and video games that came out in the last 10 years. I don't want to do memes personally because memes are a very, very subjective thing more so than gaming it. A little bit. Because a lot uh, of the memes I find hilarious, not a lot of people do. True. I mean, I'm with you on a few of them, but then I'm some. There are some of them where I'm like, some of them I send you because I had that reaction as well. Fair. Like you know my, especially when it comes to political memes, you know my senses and what actually makes me laugh and what makes me go, Ugh. and a lot of the times when I get to those that kind of make me groan, 
you you know. Yeah. So I think doing a top 10 list will be fun. Maybe we'll do top 10 video games and maybe top 10 movies. We might do TV shows because there's a lot of good ones that came out. But awesome. that being said, I think it's time to move along into our next segment. So we'll see y'all there. Let's go.